0: The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. LinkedIn presents.
1: Good morning. This is the Next Big Idea Daily, and I'm your host, Michael Kovnat. I'm talking today to Mark Schultz, the co-author, along with Dr. Robert Waldinger, of The Good Life, Lessons from the World's Longest Scientific Study of Happiness. Robert and Mark are part of the current team running this multi-generational research project, trying to tease out the exact ingredients that go into making, as the book title says, the good life. If you've been listening to my conversations with Mark this week, you already know the headline, The Secret to a Happy Life is Good Relationships. But what's the secret to good relationships? In a word, it's attention. Here's Mark to explain.
0: Our attention is our most precious resource. How should we spend our time and attention? Because of the brevity and uncertainty of life, this is a question that has profound implications for our health and happiness. There is a Buddhist mantra that goes like this. If only death is certain and the time of death is uncertain, then what should I do? Think for a moment about a friend or relative you cherish, but don't spend as much time with as you would like. Now think about how often you see that person. Every week, once a month, once a year. You can do the math and project how many hours in a single year you think you spend with this person. Whenever that number is, contrast it with the amount of time the average person spends today on screens. In 2018, Americans spent an astonishing 11 hours every day interacting with media, from television to radio to smartphones. From the age of 40 to the age of 80, that adds up to 18 years of waking life. You can decide to whom and to what you give your attention. You can prioritize your relationships and choose to be with the people who matter. By developing your curiosity and reaching out to others, family members, loved ones, coworkers, friends, acquaintances, even strangers, with one thoughtful question at a time, one moment of devoted, authentic attention at a time, you strengthen the foundation of a good life. Let's talk about
1: social media because... Obviously, this is a big distraction, That something that keeps us in some ways from our friends. But on the other hand, it can be a great way to stay connected to people, people you might not otherwise interact with all that much. And in some cases, it's a great way for people who might be isolated to find like-minded connections. So how do you think about social media's role in this?
0: So I think when we think about the role of technology more generally and social media more specifically in how we connect with others. It's its really complicated that it, on the one hand, it has the capacity for connecting us across distance if we're physically distant from people. During the pandemic, it was incredibly important when we were socially isolating from each other. If we grow up in a community, for example, a rural community in which we feel like there's no one who's like us because of some important aspect of our identity, or maybe we have a medical illness that no one else in my town has, the internet is incredibly useful in connecting you with other people so you don't feel as alone. On the other hand, technology, like it's all technologies, but our modern technologies of communication and social media have the potential for um, a negative impact on our connections with others. So what we're finding in our research and other researchers have found the same thing. Is the less lifelike the technology is in terms of its ability to communicate cues and emotions, that people don't feel as close a connection. So if you text a person, emotions aren't as strong typically as they might be in a video mediated communication. The cues that we rely on for connection, synchrony of our bodily, uh, you know, of our body language, nods of a head that we we use to communicate that we're listening to people, a smile that we might add when we are trying to express sympathy or amusement that we share with a person, that those cues are muted in many of the technologies that we use for communication. So I think we need to think about both the immediate consequences of that. What does it mean when we don't have those same cues and emotions? Uh, Emotions turn out to be a glue that bring us together. So what's the consequence of that for work teams, for example, over time? And we also need to think about the longer term consequences. So one of the questions we're now trying to study with the second generation of participants and other groups are interested in is what are the developmental consequences of growing up as an adolescent and having so much of your communication with peers be online or mediated via these different kinds of technologies that often involve a very different temporal rhythm than our typical Connections or interactions with people. So if I'm experiencing strong emotions and I'm texting, it's very different than if I'm with you in person in real time, having to deal with those emotions. And inevitably, we will be in person in real time with other people experiencing differences, experiencing strong emotions. So we're curious about the developmental consequences of growing up in a period of time in which a lot of that communication is technology mediated.
1: Yeah. So maybe there's a, There's a place for it, for this technology in our relationships, but, but we need to be careful. It's not taking over.
0: It's absolutely right. And I want to be clear that that they're real strengths. So, you know, reaching out right now as you're listening to this as a listener and telling someone that you're thinking about them, that you want to connect, that you're thinking about how important the connections are in your life. It's a great text. I've been getting texts as I've been talking about the book from old friends that I haven't you know talked to in quite a while. Um, It's a wonderful way of communicating, but it's when we, it becomes our exclusive way of communicating that we may have more challenges.
1: Yeah. And that's another great point you make in this idea. You say with one thoughtful question at a time, one moment of devoted, authentic attention at a time, you strengthen the foundation of a good life. I love that attention to the kind of small, you know, the granular detail of how to foster these good relationships. I mean, the word relationship is kind of a big, ugly, daunting word. But when you think about just asking someone a question, just telling someone that you're thinking about them. It doesn't take that much to keep these relationships healthy. Is that right?
0: That's exactly right. And in our modern life, there's so many things that are grabbing for our attention. Social media is a very important one where the the money that many of these social media companies are making really depends on getting our attention. So they're really good at it. And we have to kind of push against that tide to really focus our attention on the things that are really critical and important to us. So being present when we're talking to someone, giving them our full attention, it's really a gift. And in the book, we talk a lot about how attention and presence in many ways is our most precious resource, more important than money. Um, it's something that is not inexhaustible, that we need to figure out ways to harness it for the things that are most important in our life. And some of it is very simple, the kinds of ideas that you're talking about, texting someone, really sitting down, being curious, giving people our full attention. For some of us, that's a, quite a remarkable experience when we're sitting opposite someone who's, you know, really wanting to take in what we're telling them and listening to us. It's, it's kind of magical because it doesn't happen often enough in most of our lives.
1: Thank you, Mark. And you listeners, are you enjoying the show? If so, don't keep it to yourself. Text a link to an old friend, then get on the phone and talk to that friend about it, or make some new friends in our LinkedIn community. But whatever you do, do it with your full attention. Your relationships will be better for it. And come back tomorrow for my final conversation with Mark Schultz, when we'll talk about the challenge of making new friends, especially as you get older. Because even if you're lonely, even if you're introverted, even if you don't like dating apps or hosting big dinner parties, remember, it's never too late to make a great new relationship. See you tomorrow.